Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's Tuesday. WrestleMania week is done and dusted and out of the way. I can sleep better. I feel refreshed. How do you feel, Jay? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm looking forward to the fact that NXT is tonight. Yes. Oh, yes. The first one on a I'm, Tuesday. I'm, I'm liking this whole one show, one show, one day thing. It's, oh, it's very nice. nice. It's very nice. I feel like our recording schedule is going to be so much easier. Oh, mate. Just one a day as opposed to like stacking them. Yeah. Speaking of recording schedules, um, from now on, uh, we will be doing our Raw and Smackdown reviews combined as a super show. Uh, We did that over WrestleMania week with just so much stuff to get through. uh, And it's a decision decision that we've come to uh, to move forward with that. So much like they do after WrestleMania, and they tend to reshuffle and reset things, we're doing the same. Shake it up. That's it. Yeah. So if you're expecting our Raw review to go up um, on the usual day of Wednesday, rest assured, we haven't forgotten. It's just going out alongside and with and included with SmackDown, and that will be on a Saturday. So yeah, makes our life easier, but we still get to create just as much content for you. So look out for that. It, it, mean, it means we can do something very interesting, which we've kind of... <laughs> been threatening to do for a while <laughs> yes yes it does um so without further ado let's crack on let's get on with wrestlemania night one um we kick off with vince and the entire wwe roster out on the stage as the show opens um he comes out and just says that they've missed the wwe universe thanks to everyone for coming to wrestlemania um, and does the whole WrestleMania thing, which I thought was quite nice. That was a bit of a throwback. Do you reckon it was a troll, though? Because everyone was like, everyone was trying to figure out who the first entrance was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was going to be Vince. We joked about this the other week when who's going to get, who wants that first, but who's he going to get the first? Oh, yeah, of course it's going to be him. Why would it be At least he didn't else? give us a home. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was close. So, so what? We were close. <laughs> he, he played Titus's music first, though. He did did which is good i'm happy with that um we then get rain and fucking lightning and and all sorts which puts a massive delay on things um which actually in my opinion work quite well because we got all those like improv like promos and stuff like that um loads of unscripted backstage stuff which is really cool and i remember saying at the time it felt like a bit of a throwback to like those old school pay-per-views from like the 90s where they would be cutting promos right at the start or kind of like in the middle and as the night goes on to kind of progress storylines it was really really Mm -hmm. cool um and it kind of showed those guys that are comfortable clearly with cutting something unscripted and not necessarily those that aren't but those that kind of flourish in it and those that don't whereas Drew came out and you could tell like I think emotions were sort of getting the better of him and was kind of all over the place but I felt that then added to the build and the match going into it with Lashley and even the way that that promo thing came about where Lashley was being interviewed and then like Drew just sort of storms in and that's brilliant mm. really good yeah it it um it, it definitely gave it kind of like 
more anticipation for that first match. Yeah. Like by like when we were doing the, the watch along, like by the time the, they said, "Okay, we're going to be doing the matches in five minutes," like, "Oh, here we go!" Oh yes, we were all, we were all like pumped oh, up when we got so first pumped. entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, speaking of first entrance, the opening match is Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, um, and Drew gets the honor of being the first one out, which is fucking awesome. It's really nice. Carried the company yeah. through the pandemic, uh, and rightly so. Got the first entrance in front of a live crowd. Hogan and Titus don't count. Forget about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Titus. All the offense to Hogan. Anyway, uh, they lock up immediately. The crowd goes uh, mental. Just a quick one on uh, Hogan and Titus. I love, I love that um, <laughs> cage side seats on their review, on their like results for it. We'll put every time Hogan and Titus um, popped up, they put all around good guy Titus O'Neil and confirmed racist Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Love that. Um, so, yeah, the, the crowd immediately just go fucking mental and pop as soon as they lock up for the first time. Um, comes a bit of a stalemate, and it's just kind of like a, a bit of a power struggle to see who can overpower who initially. Lashley eventually manages to score the first takedown. Uh, Drew pops right back up from it. Uh, he then hits a belly-to-belly -belly suplex and Lashley gets right back up from that. And it's a lot of this kind of back and forth between them just to kind of assert dominance. Um, just a big trade-off of like offensive manoeuvres and neither gain an advantage. Lashley does eventually manage to take control um, and then the fight spills out to the ringside area. Uh, a little bit later on, uh, uh, McIntyre goes for an armbar, hits a nice northern light suplex um, as well as a reverse Alabama, uh, Alabama slam. Um one thing I noted, which is pretty cool, I saw in this match, like Drew bust out a lot of moves that you don't normally see him do, and I think that really added to, like, added to the spectacle of it that he felt almost he had to bit dig a bit deeper into his arsenal to kind of to try and beat Bobby, um, but also with it being that first match back in front of a crowd, like doing a few things to to make the crowd kind of pop that little bit more, like fuck, I've never seen him do that, I've never seen him do that, so that was really cool, really really enjoyed yeah. that. I felt it felt like everyone was kind of really, really like feeding off the crowd, like mm, massively. Um, wrestlers talk about it that like the crowd's kind of like the secret weapon when they're wrestling. Yeah, but you could tell like the like all the matches felt like the ante was up a bit because they were feeding off the crowd and yeah, yeah, yeah straight. Yeah. Like, they they didn't pull any punches. Um, you because like just before WrestleMania, I'd rewatched the the match Drew and Lashley had in the performance center. Mm. I can't remember the paper. I think it was Backlash. Yes, um, it was. Yeah, and that was like a good match, but you could tell it was at times missing something. Yeah, and it was. The and I feel like this match really like kind of upped the ante of that. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Um, and built on what they did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, they often say it in like football and stuff where like the crowd's such an important part like the crowd is like the 12th man on a football team or soccer yeah. team for American listeners um, and yeah that absolutely made a difference in this because you could watch them kind of side by side and that's not to say the match at Backlash was bad but the crowd absolutely give it that edge um, yeah. so yeah it was so much fun to watch um, continuing on into the match so Lashley countered uh, a Claymore attempt with a Spinebuster uh, Drew then got up from that and hit not one, not two, but three Future Shock DDTs uh, for a close two count. 
<clears throat> like he kept him held into the position, like almost like rolled it over a bit, like Eddie used to do with the three amigos, but just kept him in, hit three of those. That was yeah. pretty cool. That was um, cool. Lash, um, not Lashley, Drew rather sets up for the Claymore again, but MVP pulls Lashley out of the ring to avoid it. Um, then McIntyre just leapt over the top rope, took both men down again, something that we don't often see from him, uh, and was really good to just kind of switch things up. Um, after that, uh, Drew then pushed Lashley into Kimura Lock, which I thought was a nice touch. Might have been a bit of a throwback to his fight with Brock last year. I'm not sure if he put him in a Kimura he Lock, but used it against Roman, didn't he? Oh, at Survivor Series. At Survivor Series, yeah. So he did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, yeah. Lashley managed to break out of that, reach the bottom rope. Uh, Drew then sets up for another Claymore, uh, and MVP distracts him. Uh, and allows Lashley to put him into the hurt lock. He was then in it forever, and to the point yes. where Drew didn't tap out, but Drew passed out after a long, long struggle. Uh, the ref calls for the belt, and Bobby retains the WWE Championship. I, I thought, thought it was a great gonna, match. Oh, really good match. I, I thought they were going to have um, Drew break the hurt lock there. Yeah, I did. But I'm glad they didn't because I yeah. feel like feel like he's got he's got bigger people he could do that to that would benefit him more yeah yeah for um, sure yeah I thought it was but a I, fucking banger banger of an we, opener we were talking about it weren't we as well um, saying that we wanted Lashley to retain but we thought Drew was going to win yeah that yeah. wasn't anything against Drew it was just Lashley deserves like a bit of a longer run and yeah lo and behold Lashley retains yeah. clearly WWE saw what a lot of fans were saying mm-hmm. I'd like I wouldn't rule out Drew being champion before the end of the year's out. But yeah. this was good. And McIntyre didn't look weak in defeat either here, I think. Certainly passing out to the hurt lot rather than tapping out keeps him looking relatively strong. Yeah. Um and is always a kind of good go to anyway. So there's reason for another match later down the line. More on that later. Or rather more on that in our raw review. Um Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great, great show opener. Um both men came out of that looking excellent. Um, and it'd be good to see where this feud goes further down. I know we touched on it there with, with things going on on Raw, um, but it'll be interesting to see who else they kind of bring uh, to step up to the table against Lashley. Um, notably, once Samara Joe's been taken off commentary, I would love to see Joe against Lashley. I'd love to see Joe against Lashley. I'd yeah. love to see um, Keith Lee against Lashley, seeing as we didn't get that match properly. We just got like that exchange with them. Yeah. And yeah. got injured. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a, a lot of people you could have good matches with on the Raw roster. Mm-hmm. It's just whether they choose to let those people actually wrestle Lashley in, yeah, or whether they go, well, let's just give him Drew again. Let's just give him this guy. Let's give him Drew again. That's the let's thing. Give I, him this I, guy. I worry. Like as much as I enjoyed their match, I don't want this to then be. Well, we're just going to have them feud against it, like they did with Orton, where the first few matches were enjoyable, and then it was just like, I'm just tired of this now. You're just throwing every every stipulation at it to keep this thing going, like just cut cut it off, have done with it. But yeah, this I'd, was good though. Yeah, it was very good. Um, yeah, as, as we kind of touched on already, you've got really good chemistry having these two. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, second match of the evening, uh, the tag team turmoil eliminator gauntlet I don't even know what this match was called was it just a tag team gauntlet tag team turmoil that's it there you go Uh, Natalia and Tamina versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose Lana and Naomi 
the Riot Squad, Billy Kay and Carmella. Um, I'm going to say from the off, this was an absolute mess yeah. in <laughs> every way possible. Um, and I say it every week whenever there's something to do with the women's tag division. It's such a shame because it's always booked terribly. Uh, and it just looks like a bit of a clusterfuck. But everyone involved in it on their own is brilliant and capable of so much more. But I think it was this was a mess, not because of the actual people in the match and their ability, more because it felt like they were all like really running against the clock. Well, yeah, that was going to be a point that I'm. It's the clock, yeah. sprint, it's the fucking clock. Yeah. And that's the thing, that's, that's the downside with these sorts of matches is it feels like it's literally just like get your stuff and get your stuff in you're on an absolute mm. time limit no one gets a chance to kind of show off anything you can't really tell too much of a story in these matches because it's almost like just a tick box of just get to the next move get to the next like match within this overall thing and that's what this felt like and i think a lot of this match is where its downfall came from it's just there was never really enough time for anyone to properly flourish or to to get anything in um he, he should have realistically yeah, and obviously they were never going to do this, but switched this match and the uh, tag SmackDown tag team title match. So put this yeah. on SmackDown, and then they could have give it yeah. the time actually. Yeah, need because like, you look at Gauntlet matches when WWE have done them in the past, and they give them like forty-five minutes. Yeah, I remember that one that Seth had a couple of years ago. It was like the better mm-hmm. part. It was like the last hour of Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, look, look at the one um, that he did earlier in the year with Nakamura yeah yeah exactly and that was awesome uh, yeah. but yeah I, I think that the thing with the thing with that is like if they had to switch the two round then the Smackdown tag title match would have been fine having that, that much time because it mm. did anyway they yeah. could have yeah they could have had the, that women's gauntlet match then going like 25-30 minutes on Smackdown Just giving it the time it deserved to giving them the time they deserved something out yeah, yeah. I agree so uh, the match itself um, starts with Lana and Naomi against uh, Billy and Carmella. Um, this was over fairly quickly. Um, the little bit of back and forth, but um, Carmella manages to use like an illegal assist, which assists Billy Kay in pinning Naomi to get the first win. So I think it was like a kind of roll-up manoeuvre. Carmella was behind on the ropes and kind of used them as leverage and, and pushed her feet into Billy Kay's back. Um, mm. That first bit was over fairly quickly. The next team to come down to the riot squad, um, come down all fired up, managed to get some offence in, um, but the heels gained the upper hand again. Uh, the ref catches Carmella this time as she tries to do the same thing uh, and help Kay get the pin. Um, this allows Riot and Morgan to recover. They hit a double team finisher for the pin. Uh, and they carry on into the next kind of match setup within this. Uh, on the way out, for good measure, Carmella gives Morgan a quick super kick to the face. Uh, then Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose come down. Um, I Mandy like Rose. them. Just just a quick one before we get to that. Actually, I forgot to say, I really like them. Riot Squad, Harley Quinn gear. Mm. So good. Yeah, they looked awesome. For me, they were the best looking team in this. Like Not just like attire, but I mean as in tag teams in this match. They yeah. always do. They're the best women's tag team. They're the team one I would have probably booked to win if I was booking it myself. I wouldn't have booked them to win. Do you know why I wouldn't have booked them to win? Because they should already have the fucking belts. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, that's why I would have booked them to win, so then we can rectify that and have yeah. win the belts yeah, yeah. the following night. It's, it, it baffles me how they haven't had them. It really, really does. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose come down. Uh, Mandy Rose falls flat on her behind. Uh, they're the four teams who enter the match. Uh, they almost win right away. Brooke hits right with a blockbuster for a near fall. And there was then some back and forth between all four women before Brooke then hits a suplex on Morgan and Rose followed up with a senton. Morgan then rolls her up for the pin. However, uh, is it Greg Hamilton? Is that the ring announcer? Yeah. Uh, announces it incorrectly and says that the Riot Squad have been eliminated before eventually correcting himself. Um, so then the last team down are Natalia and Tamina. Um, they come in, assert their dominance pretty early on. Uh, and it's pretty much one-way traffic from there. They then hit a heart attack, clothesline, a riot, which I always think that's pretty poo. Like, because the, the mm. way they do it, Tamina, like, Natalia it's pretty much squatted down. Yeah, Tamina's pretty much squatted right down on the floor. And mm. even that's a struggle for Natalia to get up and hit the clothesline. Like, but the way Natalia jumps as well, she kind of just, like, bops up, doesn't she? She doesn't, like... Like, when you when you look at, like, when Bret Hart used to do it, yeah. he'd, like, fling himself through the air. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I get like Natalia's doing it as like a tribute to her dad. And obviously she's like, normally she'd be doing the, the night heart bit, which is holding the person. But mm. Tamina's taught, too tall to, to do that. So she's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just. Just looks a bit, if you're going to do it, do, do it, it properly. Or do it, do it like MSK do and have her coming off the middle rope. Yeah. All that. She doesn't have to do the exact heart attack. And. Again, it's one of them. The heart attack's a great tag team move. I get you. Get she's doing it as like a kind of tribute to her family, but at the same time, it's like if you can't get the heights on it, don't do it. Don't bother. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the finish of the match happens when Tamina goes up to the top. It hits the superfly splash to win. Um, the wrong team won here. This yeah. I see. Looking at the build up, I thought they were the sensible choice to pick though. Really? Well, in the build-up, they've had Natalia beat Shayna. They've had um, Tamina dominating Nia on SmackDown, just gone. Mm, I guess they, so. They they done like the kind of the most build with them to win out of all the other teams. Like, if any mm. other team won, it there wouldn't have been like as much of a build it or as much of an intrigue because it's like, oh well, Natalia and Tamina actually looked like a threat to. Them. I get Where what you mean. They certainly the other did, teams the way yeah. you book them just don't look like a threat, do they? They didn't. They certainly of all of the teams had the least support from fans going in. I guess like if you said to anyone like, "Who's your favorite going in?" Not favorite as in how they've been booked, but wants to win it. I think the majority probably would have said Riot Squad, and. This is another thing of the women's tag division, I feel, where it's just another team that's been slung together. And this, the tag, like, Natalia and Tamina, they're not up to much. Okay, we'll put them together as a tag team. But, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I I always have an issue with the women's tag division. And I think because I always favour the Riot Squad if they don't. Is it because it's, it's absolutely piss poorly booked? Yeah. By any chance. Exactly <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, there was. There was a few funny moments. Like the, the the best part of this for me, like was the Riot Squad's gear, the Riot Squad looking like the best tag team in that match, and Billy Kay channeling her in a Damian Sandow when she was just mimicking all of Carmella's mannerisms on the ringside when they entered. That was quite amusing. I, I was glad like that Billy Kay basically got a WrestleMania. Yeah, they. Yeah. Even even though like even though like they booked a shite again, like yeah. she'd been. She's been brilliant in what she's been doing, but they've kind of been very stop-start with her, haven't they? Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I, I'm glad that she actually got the chance to sort of be on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's deserved definitely. Uh, speaking of people that absolutely deserve to be on the show, Cesaro against Seth Rollins is next. What a fucking match! <laughs> yes, I still, Cesaro. I still haven't rewatched this. I'm going to do that after oh, this. I think it is beautiful. I, I, ju- just because of the way we've like done the notes to kind of save us from having to watch like seven hours of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've not even looked at night one yet. Again, yeah, I've only mm. looked like rewatched night two. Yeah, I'd definitely give that match like. All of that, we'll get to it again. Like night one for me was pretty much solid the whole way through, apart from that women's tag match. But this is certainly a standout of the evening. Um, Cesaro finally gets his big WrestleMania match, his big singles match that he's deserved for years and years. Um, slogging away in the mid card and tag team divisions, never getting a singles push. But this really gave him a chance to kind of shine um, and show that he doesn't have that that ceiling, as they call it, um, as just a mid card tag guy. Um, Seth got some new music. I don't think we'd heard that before, had we? Why did they no. play it the week before? Was it just no, was this the first time we played it? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. Um, his entrance would look pretty cool, but all of the the fire bits down the side didn't fully go off. There were these big like kind of rods that were covered in flames. Didn't didn't um, didn't half of the scream start working as well? Oh, did it? I remember. I know, I know, I know. Like part of the like one side of the screens on the back weren't working on night uh, one blame the weather blame the weather yeah. for a lot of it, it was it was pretty much the weather that did yeah. it it's much Apparently. like i'm blaming a lot of my memory loss for night one on rum it's fine <laughs> some things we just can't control <laughs> yeah um yeah because apparently they like they fixed it last minute like about 10 minutes before night two started oh okay like, we fixed it <laughs> it's on that long to-do list um, so yeah, the match, as soon as the bell rings, Cesaro hits a huge uppercut, tries to grab Seth, tries to go in for that swing straight away, manages to avoid it though, uh, but then is immediately hit with a corkscrew springboard uppercut. Uh, Rollins then counters a gut wrench suplex, hits a buckle bomb for a two count, uh, then starts to focus on Cesaro's arm, um, limiting his ability to uppercut and put him into the swing, which is the big kind of, t- not talking point going into this match, but... It is a talking point. It's all they've kind of focused on, really. Um, yeah. Which I find a little bit annoying. I think I mentioned this before on SmackDown the other week, where you've got this guy, Cesaro, incredible in-ring, has a huge variety of of offense and, and various maneuvers, and they're basically building the storyline on, oh, he swung Seth around a few times. Oh, how many times is he going to swing in this time? I'm just like, there's more to him than that. Yeah, I, I didn't... See, I didn't mind that too much. Because the, I, it was it was to be expected. He's the only person who really does that move. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want it to kind of become like his crutch almost. Yeah, that's what I mean. And but I feel like it feels like at least in the build up to this, that's where they were going with it. I hope out the back of this, it's just something he does, and it's not a who's he facing next? How many times can he swing this person? Because then, like you say, it just becomes a kind of crutch. Yeah, um, that's it. So yeah, after um, after this, uh, Seth is met um, on the top rope. Um, sorry, Cesaro is on the top rope. Is met by Seth. Um, hits a, a big top rope suplex and into a Falcon's arrow for another near fall. Cesaro then hits a brutal looking uh, clothesline, turns Seth inside out, 
Um, he went to swing him, but Seth managed to counter. He went to swing in again. Seth manages to counter. And when he finally locks it in, he only manages nine. His arm gives way, which Seth had been working on to soften up during the, uh, the match building up to this. Uh, afterwards, Cesaro manages to lock in a sharpshooter. Rollins breaks out of it by reaching the bottom rope. Seth then starts to build momentum, hits a springboard knee and a sling blade. Um, and then an amazing like corkscrew 360 splash off the top rope, which looked fucking yeah. awesome. It was like a spinning frog splash, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quality. Um, got two count off that. Cesaro then countered the ripcord near attempt with a neutralizer. Rollins kicked out. At, it must have been like 2.8 or something. That was, I thought it was over there. I thought that was it, yeah. Uh, Rollins then busts out a pedigree. Not seen him do that for ages. That was nice. Um, yeah. It that was, was really like, cool. uh, as you said, as you said with like the Drew match, it was like busting out stuff people hadn't seen for ages, just to yeah, just to kind of pop the boys. Them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we did. We didn't get a recall bomb from Cesaro, but that's neither here nor there. I just had to deal with that. <laughs> that can be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a few other things though for a minute we hadn't seen before. Um, Seth then, after hitting that pedigree, taught some trash, declared himself a god, then got absolutely hammered by Cesaro. With, uh, sorry, he then absolutely hammered Cesaro with a forearm and a kick to the back of the head. The forearm looked vicious. They showed it on the replay afterwards, like a, a proper yeah. slow-mo replay. And it looked like one of those like, slow-motion car crashes. His face was everywhere. It's nasty. Um, they then go for the Orton spot that him and Rollins did from a few years ago at Mania, where... Seth goes for the curb stomp uh, and Orton turned it into the RKO. Instead, this time, uh, Cesaro counters it into an uppercut. And it would have looked cool, except it didn't quite come off, which was a shame. Like, I mean, it it did, but I was expecting it to... The the usual amounts of elevation that he kind of gets on those uppercuts, but... I think the thing thing with it was is that when Seth and Orton did it, Seth was already, like, quite high in the air. Yeah. And then used Orton's back to kind of launch himself more. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. this time, as he did, he did get that. But all, oh, sorry, and also the other thing as well as Seth was like flat out when he was coming back down. Mm. Whereas this time he was coming back down almost like to his feet. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He just kind of like crumpled. Yeah, it was a cool oh. callback though. I liked it. Um, yeah. He then spun Rollins round uh, with a UFO, which is what I only found out afterwards it was called. Or I think you might have even mentioned it at the time, but it's essentially like a, a helicopter spin or an airplane spin. But it's with a, no it's arms. an airplane spin where you don't use your hands. That's it. Uh, that looked really cool. He just had mm-hmm. his hands on like his on his waist as he went round. Uh, he then eventually managed to swing him by his feet twenty three times. I'm informed before hitting the neutralizer for the victory. An outstanding match. Um, yeah, Cesaro is the bollocks. He is. He is I reckon good. he's going to be um, the next challenger. I'm putting it out there now. Ooh, that's I reckon he's. I reckon he's the next challenger for uh, the the uh, winner. Oof. Okay. We'll see. That's yeah. There's, there's no. There's no one else on the SmackDown roster really who's doing anything like Biggie. Nah, Biggie's just t- took a loss. He's gonna he's gonna go after it. He's gonna go after the belt off Apollo one more time. I think. You reckon? Yeah, I think I think Biggie. I can see them possibly giving him money in the bank. That's a good shout. Or Cesaro, slow build. Not Cesaro, uh, Shinsuke. Because there's that argument of the he won the gauntlet match or should have won the gauntlet match. 
there is, but again, they've done fuck all with them really since. Mm. They had them, they had them like in the final two for the Andre, but that yeah, was yeah, about yeah. it. Mm. So maybe. Okay. I, I, I just look, just looking at like the actual layout of the card. Like the only other person who got who got like a big win really on the SmackDown side was Kevin Owens, and yeah. he just had a few so, the Roman, so it wouldn't that. make yeah. sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, just a couple of points just to kind of sum up this match, really. Um, I'd love to see another match between the two of them later down the line. Really, really enjoyed this. Um, I'd, I'd be happy if we got another, like, like we got a trilogy out of them, to be honest. Yeah. yeah for the yeah. next couple of months. Uh, Cesaro, I felt at times, felt a little bit like the underdog in this match, um, which made the kind of victory a lot more sweeter when it came eventually. Um, didn't take too many risks. Really good focus on the counters and, and the storytelling. Um, and I feel it lived up to the expectations. I know when a lot of us went into this and said, this could be match of the weekend or at least match of the night. Um, yeah, really lived up to it. It was excellent. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. And hopefully I've, gone, got, I've gone back and forth on what my match of the night was. And I think, I think this one could be a, you reckon? to be honest. Yeah. Like I, I, I was back and forth so much and just like thinking about some of the spots where I was like, yeah, I was fucking mental. Yeah, I was fucking mental. Like, <laughs> I think this might have just edged it for me. Yeah. Well, hopefully Cesaro can continue his wave of momentum, um, continue to work to that top spot. He definitely deserves it. Um, just a note on his ring gear. I can't remember if it was someone on the on the watch along that mentioned it or if it's something I read afterwards. Something to do with his ring gear. Like he had his black and gold ring gear in it, Bane. Maybe a throwback to NXT or something like that or a callback to it. I can't quite remember, but his ring gear looked cool anyway. Um, yeah. After this... Uh, we get the match with a lot of intrigue around it. Uh, AJ Styles and Omas versus the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, Biggie introduces Kofi and Woods at the start of the match. I thought it was really, really cool. Omas uh, comes out just wearing his usual ring gear. Also looks like he's trimmed down a bit. Um, and that was it. I don't think there was anything else talking points-wise on, on the intro beforehand. Um, but yeah, as I said, there was a lot of intrigue around it. And we spoke about it a few times, I think, during the, the, the watch-along and uh, on Raw in previous weeks. You've got someone like AJ Styles that can have a good match against anyone. You've got a thoroughly entertaining tab team in The New Day. And you've got all the intrigue over Amos and his debut and what exactly he'll do. So a lot of moving parts in this that had the potential to be really, really fun. Um, so yeah, Styles and Kingston start off for their respective teams. Uh, Kofi drops Styles in his face and then just smiles right at Armas as, as Woods is playing the trombone. Um, they just continue to shit stir throughout the whole match and just wind him up. Almost a little bit heelish. Um, there was a bit where <laughs> Woods had AJ in the corner of the ring and just starts screaming, we've effectively cut the ring in half. And that was absolute gold. <laughs> I think they even picked up on commentary, which is like, oh, we can wrestle and commentate at the same time. Yeah. Um, which is literally what they were doing. He was calling it as they did it. It was really funny. Uh, they continued to keep Styles isolated, preventing multiple tag attempts as he tried to reach on mass. Uh, when he did eventually tag in, Woods and Kingston looked like they'd shit a brick and both fucked up. Um, both men tried to attack him and just sort of bounced off him or swatted away. Um, he hit a couple of bat breakers over the knee, used like the kind of the big palm claw to Woods' face uh, and then into the finish of the match. Styles jumps up uh, off the shoulders of Amas to hit a phenomenal forearm. Amas then hits Kingston with, I don't quite know what it was. It was just some sort of... It slam. was like a choke bomb, wasn't it? Choke bomb, that's it. 
Um, yeah, hits him with a choke bomb, pins him with one foot to take the victory. Um, I don't think that was too much of a surprise. Yeah, that was actually a little um, nod to Carly as well. It was Carly's oh, was old finish. Carly's old finish, yeah. Um, the choke bomb before oh, he was using nice. the brain chop. The, and, <laughs> the uh, brain chop. <laughs> and he won uh, He won his first match by doing that exact pin on Taker. That's cool. So that was Hang like on. a little... He won his first match against The Undertaker. Yeah. In, in, wow. In a squash. Wow. They had him squash Taker in his first match. Jeez. Um, I didn't realise yeah. they invested that much stock in him back then. Oh, Christ. yeah, when Carly debuted, like, they fucking, they put everything in him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, this um, this result, I don't think surprised too many people. Um, from storyline perspective, it did what it needed to. Uh, New Day, like, just being really cocky, not just during this match, but in the build-up to it in recent weeks, um, all backfired. Um this just made a mass look like an absolute beast. Um, came in and just single-handedly destroyed arguably the most over-tag team on the roster. Um, and I said earlier on, like, Woods and Kingston coming across a little bit heelish, and obviously they went in as the baby faces, but they did kind of play like a bit of a heel to a degree in this match, I thought. They've been doing that for a couple of, like, a couple of months now, though, and I think it's just, I think it's just them being them. Mm. Because the Street Profits have done it as well, haven't they? Like, they've had some heelish antics. But... Yeah, like, the New Day for a lot of the time, the dickheads, but the lovable dickheads, so that's why, <laughs> that's why they get away with it, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, this, like I say, was just all about building sort of Amas up to look like a beast, and the whole match built to him, built towards him getting that eventual hot tag, um, which the crowd went pretty mad for, actually. Um, and a title win at WrestleMania on your debut is a massive way to start off your career. And it'll be really interesting to see where they go with him on this. I think obviously for the time being, they're going to keep the belts on those two. I think Amas will probably learn a lot from AJ. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of intrigue around that as to what they'll do with him. Oh, and obviously in the process, AJ now becomes a Grand Slam champion. The only man to ever win a Grand Slam in TNA and WWE. Impressive. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, speaking of massive guys, we get Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon. Um, this was the match that I was least looking forward to on this night. Not even just the night, actually. Yeah. I think the whole weekend. Um, however, yeah. it it surprised me a little bit. I think on second watch, for me, I enjoyed it more. I think the first time round, because I was just like, I don't care. And I think as I was drinking at the time, we're all chatting and stuff. I didn't really pay it much mind. Second watch around. It was actually quite fun. Um, there was a couple of standout moments in there, which we'll get to in a moment. But um, yeah, maybe I didn't... Well, the build-up was shit. The build-up was absolutely awful. Oh, the build-up so was I had, garbage. had no reason to kind of think that Half this garbage. Would, yeah. No reason to think that this would be anything but garbage. Um, so yeah, just went into it with the, the bar set very low. Uh, Shane was the first one out. He held the door open at a cage uh, close so that Braun couldn't get in. Elias and Riker um, then made an appearance and attacked him with a chair at the side. Chuck went into the ring, so McMahon was able to use that once the match eventually began. Uh, most of the early going was Shane beating down Braun, several chair shots to the back and the legs. Uh, Strowman stopped him from escaping through the door, uh, so he then reverted to try and climb the cage. Um, 
didn't manage that either. Shanen tried to keep his distance, eventually had to kind of engage close quarters, but uses quickness to evade Braun, uh, hit a series of strikes. Shane then goes up to the top of the cage and tears like a piece of sheet metal off the top. There was a couple of these kind of strategically placed about, as well as those big, they like kind of big like canvas bags that were perched over either corner. Um, grabs the piece of sheet metal from the top, comes down, hits Braun a few times across the back. And he also hit a coast to coast, which always looks quite impressive. Um, Stroma managed to kick out of that pin attempt at two. Elias and Riker then managed to get involved again. They try and assist Shane on climbing over the top. Uh, but Braun just launches himself at the cage wall, sends them both crashing down to the mat. Uh, Shane goes up to the top again and goes to one of those big kind of bags that's mounted on the side, like I mentioned. Uh, pulls out a toolbox from one of those. Um, and then starts attacking Braun with various bits and pieces in it. Um, he then climbs over to start reaching the floor to kind of go for the win of the match. Strowman meets him up there, manages to trap his hand through one of the grates on the cage. Um, and then a really impressive spot in the match, which I hadn't actually seen before. I don't recall seeing in any cage match before. Um, Strowman pulls the wall of the cage off, like tears it off from the corner in order to that bring Shane really back through. That was really good visual. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, into the finish of the match then, both men uh, stood at the top of the cage. Uh, Strowman then throws Shane all the way down, which like a, wasn't a nasty bump, but it's it's a fair old height. But it's what you expect from Shane. You put him in a match at Mania, he's going to throw himself off some To, to be fair, usually when they do a bump like that, it's like through a table or something. This wasn't. This wasn't. This was just straight <laughs> to the nutter. Uh, did you notice? I don't know. I don't know if you could see it on Mania. Looking back, what I noticed that on Raw, Braun had a massive shiner. Oh, did he? She gave him a black eye. Yeah. Fuck! No way. All those fucking. His dad punches his potatoes. His little potatoes. <laughs> See, after he's launching down to the mat, uh, he jumps down to meet him on the ground. Uh, not the ground, running, uh, rather on the mat. Uh, hits uh, the running power slam to pick up the win. Uh, it wasn't a surprise that he won. Um, but what surprised me was, like I say, the match. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. The build-up was atrocious. The expectations were low. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think they, they overachieved in this, which wasn't hard to do. It, it was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like I say, expectations are low. Quite a concern going in that this could possibly kill the pace of the of the night. Everything had been quite kind of fast-paced and fast-moving and entertaining. Even the, the women's tag team turmoil match, although they kind of didn't deliver, it was still a very quick exchange of matches and stuff. Um, yeah. And this had the potential to just kind of slow things down and, and, and like running through treacle. However, it was short enough, didn't overstay its welcome, uh, had a happy ending, and got the job done. Uh, the big fall from Shane was cool. Strowman peeling in the cage, wall off was really good. Um, and as I say, don't think we've seen that before. So a lot of fun. Hopefully this ends the whole Shane and Braun thing uh, and Braun moves on to bigger and better things. Hopefully they build them up a bit more. We get rid of that train noise. We don't see any more gunge. <laughs> but who am I kidding we're going to see it again soon aren't we feed them to Lashley yeah all that <laughs> give, them, give them to Lashley to squash again <laughs> <laughs> um, after this uh, penultimate match of night and a match with a lot of intrigue around it uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against The Miz and John Morrison um, at the start Miz and Morrison come down 
accompanied by uh, a load of people dressed up uh, as bunny rabbits who definitely, definitely weren't NXT talent. <laughs> uh, the bunny outfits were really cheap. That Half the ears fell off, which again, I only noticed on the second watch round. I was like, what's all that tat around? Oh, oh, there the ears. Right, brilliant. Um, Damien Priest makes his entrance, which always is really good. I love his entrance. Um, it especially looked good in like a massive arena as well. Uh, and then Bad Bunny arrived on top of Becky Lynch's big rig from last year. That looked really good as well. His music slaps and he looked like the bollocks coming down to the ring. Yeah, he's a... I, I, I wasn't... It wasn't that I was like... Like a lot of wrestling fans, like, I don't know who this is, so I don't give a shit about him. Mm. It was more... I I wanted I wanted to learn more about him before this and I feel like they've done a really good job of building him up as like yeah. someone to kind of care about and... Yeah. Oh, I did. Obviously, obviously, you hear the stories about him, like moving everything to Orlando so he could go and train every day. It's like, yeah, yeah. like he gets it. He, yeah. he completely gets it. Yeah. I put that on Twitter like straight after this match. I was just like, he gets it, doesn't he? He really does get it. It's awesome. Living out a childhood dream for him, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, into the match. Miz didn't want to fight Priest uh, and demanded um, the Bad Bunny gets in first to start for his team. Uh, Bunny then comes in, immediately decks Miz with a, a, like a right hook. Um, after getting shook, Miz eventually focuses, starts to take control of the mounts, uh, match. Uh, Bunny counters a hip toss and then hits an arm drag to send Miz out of the ring. Uh, Miz gets shook again. Uh, he's then caught off guard um, and is almost rolled up for a pin by Bad Bunny. Um, Miz then throws Bad Bunny into the ropes, but like the the bottom rope, and it gave me kind of flashbacks of that one where Enzo got launched into the bottom rope a few years ago. Where oh, he yeah. Cracked his neck. Wasn't as bad. Thankfully, it was okay, and he kind of regrouped, but I just thought, oh, Christ. That could have gone wrong very early on. Not nice. Um, Bunny then tried to hit a corner splash uh, as Morrison tagged him, uh, but he managed to counter and hit it with a back elbow. Uh, Bunny took an awful lot of punishment, but kept finding ways to kind of jump back in and surprise him. Eventually, makes the hot tag into Priest, um, and when he got uh, when he hit Miz with like a, a DDT, kind of pretty much out of nowhere. Um, should be noted at this point that Bunny had been in the match for a considerable amount of time. Like considering, you know, he's a non wrestler, if you like, um, he was in this for a, a huge amount of time and looked really, really good up until this point. Uh, Priestin came also, in. Also, when you think about um, with celebrities, like normally they're just coming in to make themselves look good. Whereas he was like, yeah. nah, "I'm going to take the heat. I want to take the heat." Yeah. Um, also, I, I think that apparently Priest dealing with a back injury, so that may have oh really played the part in it. Um, yeah, oh, that's okay. why that's why it took so long for them to announce the uh, match. That uh, Melter said Priest's got like a, a dodgy back at the moment, so. Oh, shit, man. That's yeah, it was very touch and go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, hopefully that gets better soon because I've been looking forward to him start, like, because I, I figured, look, kind of after this whole mania thing with Bunny, go off and get this kind of deserved, like, run in, in whatever direction that might be. So hopefully that doesn't halt it too much. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Priest gets the hot tag, comes in, cleans house, runs through Miz and Morrison. Um, him and Bunny then hit simultaneous Falcon Arrows for a two count, which looked really, really cool. Uh, Morrison rolls did that in such good time as well. It was perfect, wasn't it? Perfect. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, after this, Miz rolls. Uh, sorry, Morrison rolls out the ring uh, as Miz and Priest continue to battle in the ring. Morrison then pulls Bunny down from the apron. 
um, to set up what I thought was the spot of the match. Bunny hits Morrison with a Puerto Rican destroyer. That's what I'm calling it, not a Canadian destroyer. Um, hits him without any outside of the ring. That looked impressive. I know it's it's a move that relies the majority on the person that's taking it, and you wouldn't want anyone else but Morrison doing it just because he's ridiculously athletic, and I'm sure he's taken that move a thousand times. But it still made Bunny look a million dollars pulling that off. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. And on the outside of the ring as well, not in the inside, on the outside. So yeah, really, really cool. Well impressed with that. Um, back into the match. Um, he gets back into the ring, um, helps Priest finish off Miz with a double team move, and then uses a crossbody of his own to pick up the win. This was awesome. This was so yeah. much fun. Um, it, we've spoken about it this before. This was... When- I think this was one of my favourite matches of the weekend mm. in the two manias because it, it was just it was just really fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And Bunny looked awesome. Yeah, he did. Like I said, he's, he's clearly put the time and effort in um, training with, I think it was, uh, is it Pierce? Adam Pierce and Drew yeah, Gulak? Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak. Yeah, at the PC. Um, it really, really showed. It was awesome. Um, like I say, he worked the majority of the match without any help from Priest. Um, kind of a testament to how much effort he's put in but as you touched on if Priest is kind of working with a bit of an injury as well that kind of makes sense but the fact that he was able to come in there and almost pick up the slack for the fact that, that Priest couldn't come in and work probably as much as, as planned is even more credit to him um, yeah I think look better than anyone could have hoped for given that there's been a lot of celebrity appearances at various pay-per-views and the majority mm-hmm. have been a load of shite there's probably two that stand out Pat McAfee and Stephen Amell yeah, I don't think there's been anyone else that you'd go. Yeah, they had a really good outing. So, yeah, uh, Aaron tried to try to save Mayweather, but come on, piss man. off, Mayweather. No, I think that's just Aaron being Aaron, Aaron being it? a blur. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, he had he had a couple of beers and he was getting a bit excited. <laughs> he gets brave when he's had a couple of beers, doesn't he? Tiss. <laughs> Um, credit where credit's due though to, to Miz and Morrison um, they had they helped an awful lot in this to to really get Bunny over or not get him over but to help him shine in, in a lot of the moves he was doing um, yeah Priest had his kind of brief moment to shine at the end and hopefully you know once that back injury is out of the way um, they'll continue to push him and he won't be struck with the the NXT call up curse if you like where he just kind of falls by the wayside and gets lost in the shuffle but yeah, really, really entertaining. So then we move into the last match of the evening of night one of WrestleMania. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, much like Shane and Braun, the build-up to this was absolute shite. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because both of them are extremely talented, extremely capable um, and were deserving of a much better build-out. However, the match was awesome. It was very much the opposite. It didn't disappoint. Um, this, to my knowledge, is only the second time that women have headlined a WrestleMania. First time being it's, the triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first thing was much. That's it. And more historically, uh, the first main event that two black women have competed in in a singles match at Mania. So huge. Lots lots of stuff around this. Um and all really good. And all, I think, a little bit of a sign that kind of steps in the right direction, if you like. Um, 
that they're kind of starting to do some of the right things and putting these on in the positions that they should be. Um, and it was more than deserving of it. It was standout match of the weekend for me, not even just night one. Um, both looked like they were on the verge of tears as they came in. Um, the crowd absolutely got behind them. And like we were saying about Lashley and Drew, um, the crowd really, really played its part in this match. Um, and it was it was lovely to see. Uh, Belair's entrance, I think, on the back had the EST of NXT up, which is a nice little callback. Really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Sasha's ring gear looked absolutely banging as well. It was really cool. If she can stay in that, I think that's a great look. Um, into the match, Sasha hit uh, the first strikes to kind of start things off. Um, after a bit of exchange, shoving, toing and throwing, trading a cat as like in and off the ropes. Uh, Belair had some really impressive standout moments in this. Um, There's a moment where she caught Banks uh, from a crossbody, like through the ropes, and then some military presser over her head, walked up the stairs, threw her into the ring. Um, that was really, really cool. Uh, Sasha made her look like an absolute star, but at the same time didn't make herself kind of look too weak. Um, at one point, Banks tried to use Belair's braid against her. Uh, that backfired. Belair yanked her into the ring post. Another impressive moment uh, came when Belair got Banks up into a standing vertical suplex, bounced off the top rope a couple of times. Really, really impressive show of power and strength. Um, Belair hit then a standing shooting star press as well as a glam slam, um, which again, both look really impressive, um, busting out a couple of moves that we don't normally see them do. Uh, she then went for a 450 splash, but Banks got the knees up to counter. Uh, a little later on, Belair hit a couple of power bombs before Banks countered a third attempt. Uh, she then hit Belair with a frog slash, uh, but managed to kick out a two. Um, Banks then began to focus on the arm, shoving Belair into the steel steps to soften her up for the bank statement, but also to kind of take out her power game. Um, as you know, a lot of her moves kind of come from that. She then eventually managed to use a, um, Belair's braid to her advantage um, and, and locked her in the hold. Belair made it to the ropes, though, to break that. And then into the finish of the match, um, Belair avoided a meteor in the corner, eventually managed to hit the 450 splash, which she tried earlier. Um, Banks kicked out of that and looked shook that she'd managed to and I thought that was it at that point as well Um, she then uses her braid and absolutely smashes Banks across the ribs to the point where that's the side after that was horrible like big old cut down the side big slice down the side yeah (laughs) Um, she then hits the KOD for the win and becomes the new Smackdown Women's Champion Um, this was superb Go and watch it if, if mm-hmm. you haven't already. Um, this was really, really good. An awesome way to end the first night of WrestleMania. Genuinely one of the best main event matches we've seen at WrestleMania. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. It's, 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 it's easy made it into like the top five. Yeah, yeah, I'd like, say so. So it was so good. Yeah. Um, Just everything about it, like, look, well, apart from the build up, but everything once it got to Mania was just perfect it's just spot on um like i say the crowd played a huge huge part in it um all of the emotion at the start of the match kind of really made it feel like a a proper main event the fans reactions reinforced that um and as i say like many are ending the way it should have done fans going home happy like cheering that a new champion's been crowned um and easily like best match of the night so yeah really good really 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 good yeah it was uh it was great um, should we get into night night two or do you want to do highs and lows from night one first 
Uh, I'll do highs and lows of night one. Why not? Okay. Think, what were yours? I think we can both agree that the low was the tag team turmoil match. Yes. And um, <clears throat> my high, I know, I know I said before, Cesaro Rollins was one of my favourite matches from the weekend, but I think the main event just bit like, it was just an awesome moment. Yeah. I was yeah. cool. It was cool, more than anything cool seeing them actually elevating someone they hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they seem to they seem to save for Mania quite a lot now. Mm. But when they need to really be doing it like year round. But yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really good moment. Uh, Bianca is one of those people who we've all kind of been rooting for mm-hmm. and think she deserves way better than they're giving her. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because how long has she been on main roster for now? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, last year. It was last she year deb- at some point, I don't remember. She debuted at Mania, I think. Did she? Yeah, she saved. She was in the Rumble. I'm sure she saved. She was in the Rumble last year. She had a decent showing in the Rumble. Mm. But then <clears> she was still in NXT then. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, I now I do remember. It was Street Profits had won a she match. Made the same and she made She came down at the end because it was when they were against Gaza and... What's his face? Because then she, get involved, she got involved in a scuffle with uh, Zelina Vega. Zelina, yeah. That was it, yeah. So that was a debut. Fucking hell. So, yeah, like when you think for that first year, they don't bugger all with it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's awesome yeah. to see how far she's gone. Yeah, the other beat um, Pineapple Pete in a marathon. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, what? What was your high through the also uh, agreed? The yeah, that main event, absolutely. Yeah. Um honorable mentions go to uh, Seth and Cesaro. Yeah. Um really enjoyed Drew and Bobby. And also bad not necessarily well. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, bad bunny. It's it is tough to choose. There's an obvious high point. Uh, but if that wasn't there, it would be quite difficult between probably three or four of those matches because that yeah, they were all I think really good. From- from the two WrestleMania nights, like three of my favorite matches were on night one. Yeah. Which was yeah, the yeah. Bad, Bad Bunny and Priest one, uh, Cesaro Rollins and Bianca and Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honorable mention goes to those promos, those unscripted promos that cut at the start. So it was out of nowhere. Yeah. It was quite fun. And it really helped to fill that kind of half an hour, 40 minutes before they eventually managed to start. So that was fun. I like that. Yeah. It, it did. It did give like a very sort of, as you said, like an old school vibe to it. Like, yeah. When, when you'd look at like, um, when they used to do like Saturday night's main events. That's it. Yeah. And you'd have the wrestlers talking before and then they do like the matches in the second half. Yeah. yeah it, was yeah. Quite, it was quite cool. Um, right. Let's, let's get into night two then, which wasn't delayed by rain. So there was no, no filler, no, no filler. <laughs> um, we did get, um, some more bollocks from Titus and Hogan throughout the night. Christ. The uh, booze were, Audible for I, well, Hogan, weren't they? So I had a friend who was there and she posted something saying um saying they may have edited the booze out on night one, but they didn't on night two. Oh, and she dear. said every time Hogan was on the stage, he was booed out the building. Christ. Which could could explain why like Hogan was rattled as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also why they seem to limit the amount of times they brought Hogan out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bloody hell! But yeah, um, they opened WrestleMania night two with a really weird match, which was the Fiend and Orton. Um, mm. 
this this whole thing was strange though. So, um, Fiengatz's entrance, um, which was amazing, like, yeah, probably the entrance of the week for me. Oh yeah, it was um, superb. Where he, he's kind of like, it shows him in like in like a tunnel. With like, like a light tunnel, wasn't it? It's like the uh, backstage bit that they used at the Super Bowl when the weekend played. Yeah. Um, it looked like a Hall of Mirrors, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's got like the, obviously the band, like the band mask. And, and he's got, yeah, and he, he had like a long, like ripped up leather jacket, didn't he? Mm. Like a, like an overcoat and he had like a t- like rags all over him. Yeah, yeah. And as, he, as he's walking, like it was like, it looked like um, in Infinity War when Thanos snaps. That's it, yeah, yeah. It looked like he'd been snapped, but it was like charred, like ash. Yeah. And then it turned into like a new look version of like of the fiend, which mm. was the old one, but with a new mask and dip, slightly different gear. Yeah. But yeah. it looked looked, looked amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Speaking of new gear, Randy got some new gear, didn't he? That looked nice. Yeah. Randy and Edge had um, matching gear as well. Rated oh, RKO gear. Ah. Both had, they both they were both wearing uh, white and red. Nice. Yeah. Good shit. Um, there's some like that was one thing of this this night in particular. There was some awesome gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Daniel Bryan's gear was fantastic as well. Shane Rackle's mm-hmm. gear, like he always does. Yeah. Orton's gear was great. Fiend's new gear was great. Edge's gear was great. Yeah. And more will get on later. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, the Fiend, uh, as he does that for his entrance, and then Alexa's like stood next to uh, um. A massive jack in the box at ringside. She like cranks the thing and it the lid lifts up and then the fiend kind of just rises out of it. So um, good. That yeah. And he, he's he's kind of stood there just posturing to the crowd for a minute and then as Orton looks like he's seen a ghost and then he like dives off it and that starts the match. Um so the match itself it was pretty much what you'd expect. It, there was a lot of brawling around the ringside area. Uh, Orton did like that back suplex on the table and the fiend just no sold it. Uh, <laughs> locks in a mandible claw on the outside. Orton manages to get out. Um he does like that neck snap thing he does. Yeah. And uh, he did like a really nice Brody Lee tribute where he did the oh. pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the camera. That was so Loved good. That. Um, Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. This this as well as the first time Bray's been on television since yeah. we lost Brody, which mm. is mental in itself, but when you think he's probably been dying to do some kind of tribute like that, yeah, and he fact he got to do it at WrestleMania. It's a nice, yeah. it's a nice touch. That's beautiful. Um, and then he goes for Sister Abigail. Um, flames erupt from the ring posts, and then Alexa rises up out of the Jack in the Box with like this. It's like a crown on. Yeah, it looked like a crown of thorns crown almost. Of thorns, that's it. Yeah, she had like all the black liquid like pouring down it. That was a fucking incredible um, visual. I know, yeah. Amazing. Um, especially because, like, she in the because the match wasn't that long at all. No, she didn't have so, long to get changed. <laughs> yeah, so she's gone in the jack in the box. They changed the hair and the makeup as well. Yeah. So that's that's impressive. Like, um, but yeah, the fiend gets uh, like kind of fixated on it, uh, turns around into an RKO and. Randy Orton beats the Fiend, which nobody clean saw. Clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle with one RKO. Um, that's all it takes, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, after the match, the Fiend gets up and he's still staring down Alexa. Um, the lights start going out, and when they come back up, the Fiend's gone, Alexa's gone, Jack and the Box is still there. 
Um, and the fans are absolutely shitting They're all over. Livid, them. aren't they? They were oh, so dear. unhappy. Um, I mean, I I get why, but at the same time, does that not build even more intrigue as to what happens to those two going ahead? Like, I'm happy, not necessarily that he lost, but <clears throat> I don't mind the fashion in which he lost because it was off the distraction of Alexa, yeah, and there's screwy, a huge talking screwy thing. loss. Um, um, I think the wrong man did win. Yeah, I you, you've got the fiend coming back after four months, and you having him lose. Mm. Like that's silly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is what it is, isn't it? So apparently, um, this was something that was changed like hours before the show. Oh wow! So, oh dear. brother love strikes again. Okay <laughs> <Fuck> now. <laughs> We got a quick backstage segment with um, Hulk Hogan, Titus, and uh, Eric Bischoff all talking, and then Bailey come comes up to them and uh, is like hyping up the Ding Dong Hello Show later. And they all kind of just walk off because they're not interested. Um, I think she she's looking for a co-host, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and Titus <laughs> Titus gives her a pirate, his pirate hat. And he's like, I'm sorry, Bailey. I really like you. Wholesome <laughs> <laughs> as shit. Tight as only. Um, this leads us into uh, the women's tight team title match. Um, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Tamina Snuka. And, um, sorry, just Tamina. And uh, Natalia. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this was a very... It, it was an okay match. It went on long. It went... It was... Apparently, it went on a bit longer than it was meant to as well. Of um, all the matches that you'd want to go on longer than it was meant to. Not this one, is it? This is not the one. <laughs> Which it could explain why um why then the following match felt short. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, it, was, it was basically uh because they are carbon copies of each other to a degree. Natalia and Shane are trading like trading submission holds. Mm-hmm. Now you know just hoss fighting it. Um Natalia and Tamina actually kept Shayna isolated for a lot of the match um, until Shayna just blasts Natalia in the face with a knee mm-hmm. and then just starts working over her leg. There were some really uncomfortable spots where Shayna was like doing joint manipulation. Yeah. Um, like she did, she did that thing she normally does to the wrist, but to Natalia's ankle and it looked absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that wasn't pleasant. <laughs> um, but it was it was fun to watch at the same time. Um, the champions uh, work over Natalia's ankle for ages. Natalia not Natalia um, Naya like slams Tamina into the steps and Tamina was like dead for ages <laughs> like she was literally she was just like out cold outside like fucking hell alright <laughs> steady on now um, Tamina does come back in um, gets a hot tag hits a massive body slam on her Naya but misses a splash um, just before this as well, Naya hits a double crossbody off the top onto Natalia and Tamina. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the way it was shot, it looked silly because it looked terribly they were, awkward. They were just stood they were there waiting, weren't there. they? Yeah. The, oh, the, the, yeah. It was Natalia and Tamina waiting for, for Naya to jump. It was like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Natalia uh, tags in after Tamina missed the splash. Um, it, was, it was cool as well. There was a couple of like callbacks to previous WrestleMania. So obviously, Tamina slamming Naya was like the Hogan and Andre spot they do every mm. fucking year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Natalia locking the sharpshooter in on uh, Naya um, at the end was like a little callback to Brett and Yoko, which was quite uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then uh, when Natalia does have the sharpshooter in Shayna's blind Shayna blind tagged uh, Naya mm-hmm. before Natalia puts it in uh, c- comes up behind uh, Natty locks in the killer through the clutch and gets the win by submission um, I was quite surprised that Shayna and Naya retained here I was um, I thought it was me and Aaron spoke about it on the preview show it was like kind of the perfect opportunity to do a little bit of a reset on the uh, mm. women's division like you've got you've got um, especially with like a team like um, Natalia and Tamina who they don't get used often but they're not bad wrestlers they, they're veterans they, they mm. could actually mm. guide a lot of yeah these like teams that are sort of struggling to yeah, yeah, yeah. Struggling to find a way uh, to have some decent matches, hmm. um, but yeah, hopefully the right squad take it take it off instead. You bloody need to. <laughs> Absolutely do. Um, we then get uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn Ooh. with Logan on Sami Zayn's corner. That was sad. Um, that was, yeah, that was upsetting. Fucking great. Um, yeah. So basically, Sami straight away goes. To Back to the, trying to be a meme again. Does the dance when Logan's coming down? He's got some new moves. Um, <laughs> he's just great, isn't he? Uh, straight from the bell, Kevin hits a, a pop up power on Sammy. Sammy rolls out the ring. Um, he manages to es- escape from uh, apron power bomb attempt by KO, but then uh, gets when he gets back in the ring, KO just murders him with the Nushi Garoshi. Um, oh, yeah, so, some of the fucking these. Some of the bumps these guys were taking on their necks was like, stop it. Awful word, Stop they? it, please. Stop it now. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Sammy hits a, a brain buster on the apron. Jesus. And then back in the ring, it's a really, really nasty looking Michinoku driver. Which Michael um, Cole thinks is a blue thunderbomb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, KO, the height that he got on that coming That's down was nuts. Yeah. And he took this hit. He took his head at the last fucking minute as well. It was like, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, goes maniac. for a package, but- <laughs> yeah. Uh, KO goes for a package pile driver. Um, Sammy reverses it into an exploder into the corner. He blocks a stunner with a blue thunder bomb and then hits a series of suplex followed by another brain buster. Um, KO was, uh, gets a bit of an up hand later on, hits some uh, clotheslines in the corner, like mm-hmm. just running corner to corner. And uh, after one of them, Sammy follows him and hits a halluva kick. Yeah. Uh, he gets greedy though and he like sets KO up for a second halluva kick it was really it was really cool um, I'm sure it was a call back to NXT when Sammy's pulling KO up he was like yeah, out yeah, his yeah. Beef, yeah. and he's like screaming at him um, but as he goes for the second uh, KO hits him with a pair of super kicks Sammy drops down to his knees KO picks him up the same way that was cool that was really runner, cool gets the win uh, this was a great match However, it could have gone on another 10 minutes and I wouldn't have been unhappy. Could have gone on for half an hour and I wouldn't have been unhappy. Like, it was really fast-paced. It was really high-octane, but it felt a little short. Yeah, I think it was. Like you said, I think the the match previous maybe went on a, a touch longer. This, of all of the matches on the card, is someone that should have had <clears throat> not just more time in the match, but a little bit more build. Like we know that these two can put on a great match, whether it's yeah. like on NXT, Raw, SmackDown, any pay per view, they're superb. And with the amount of time that they were given on this, they absolutely showed. I, that. You know what? I actually think it had a really good build. 
because if you if you factor into the fact that it was more about Sammy's whole documentary and his conspiracy. No, I know that. I know that's been going on a while, but it feels like they only factored Kevin Owens in at the last minute. But the the way they did it was that he he went to Kevin because Kevin's his best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's it's he's like, like if, kind of if anyone gets it, you'll believe me. And then yeah, even he exactly. was just like, I've so, gotten into no time for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so it, was, it didn't need that that side of it. It didn't need that much because it was yeah, like... Yeah, I guess so. It, it was quite... Mm-hmm. Uh, and with these two as well, they can kind of just pick up where they left off. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's Kevin and Sammy again. It's it's um, it's similar similar sort of thing to... I remember um, CM Punk made a comment about Daniel him and Daniel Bryan saying, mm. keep us as far apart as, apart as possible. Because when we do get together, we'll make money. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing with these two. You keep them as far apart as possible for as long as possible. Because when you can, when you do bring them back together, yeah, you're, you're going to get the banger. Back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the match, Logan Paul comes in. Uh, he goes to shake hands with with KO, and Sammy gets in his face, so he shoves Sammy over. Uh, he then holds uh, Kevin Owens like arm up in the air. Kevin Owens looks absolutely appalled that Logan Paul would even touch him. Get your uh, dirty little mitts off me. <laughs> and he, he makes sure to hit him with a stunner for good measure. <laughs> uh, which Logan Paul... People are going on about a good Logan Paul took it. It looked like the one in Austin did to Trump. <laughs> I thought. Where he like fell over the top of him. Like the first one of Vince. Yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? I thought it looked shit. It wasn't the best. Whatever. Um, Hopefully that's the first and last time we get to see that shit stain on our TV. <laughs> You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? No time but it's for WWE, him. and he's yeah. fucking. Unfortunately, he brings eyes to the product, so they probably will bring him back. Uh. Um, we see Riddle uh, scooting around backstage, um, and he's talking to the great Carly. <laughs> uh, he, he tries to get some kind of endorsement from Carly for like some product he wants. Uh, Carly just doesn't look impressed at all. This guy you've got to talk to. Uh, Riddle's biological father, RVD, comes in <laughs> and give, gives everybody some RVD 420 rolling papers. Amazing. For, I for popped reason. hard for that. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you know? So I did some research. You can actually buy those rolling papers. Can you? They either cost $2 for just a pack of the rolling papers. Go on. $250 if you want them signed. What? Yeah. Wow. RVD isn't fucking around, is he? Jeez. <laughs> Shrewd businessman. Fucking hell. Um, Crikey. But yeah, it was quite it was quite cool to see RVD and Riddle. Yeah. Two noble stoners together. <laughs> <laughs> and then this take this takes us uh, straight to uh Riddle defending his title against Seamus. Um so Seamus was wearing when we were talking about gear. Seamus hmm. uh, was wearing pretty much a carbon copy of the gear he was wearing when he beat Daniel Bryan for That's the. Cool. Uh, I don't know if it was a world title or the it US the, title at it WrestleMania. Was the world heavyweight title, I think. The, the world heavyweight, because yeah. obviously they had matches two years back to back at Mania, didn't they, for different belts? Yeah, I think that um, one where he got bro kicked and lost in like eighteen seconds was what triggered like the yes movement thing it came shortly yeah. after that because it was the mania the year later that he won them both back well he won that back and the WWE championship I think that was two years was it two years in between because mm. I know there was a yeah, lot of backlash year... over that like over him losing in that fact quickly. no I think it was three really 
Yeah, because there was the, there was that, and then I'm sure the year after. Oh no, it could be the other way around. No, you know what? I think it's the other way around. Okay. Um, because there was Sheamus beaten for the US title, and then he beaten for that. Yeah. Oh. Other way around. I'm getting confused. Okay. Um, but there was, <laughs> it was two years because he he had the uh, he had the tag team title match with oh, Team Hell yeah. in yeah. between. Ah, fair enough. Against Dolphin Biggie. Um, uh, yeah, that's a cool so, throwback though. Cool back with the uh, yeah the ring gear. Um, so yeah, th- this match was just stiff, stiff as you like. Both <laughs> um, just knocking lumps out of each other, and a lot of stiff strikes. Um, at one point, Riddle hits like a really cool little sequence where he hits like a top rope belly to belly on Sheamus, then fires up with him on him with some strikes, hits a Pele kick, and expo- explode the suplex or brought on, and then kicks him up and gets a jackhammer. That jackhammer, yeah, I was well happy about that jackhammer. Yeah, Goldberg <laughs> won't be. Um, but he did it better than Goldberg, so he you know. did. I, said, like, um, I think I even said when we were watching it, I was like, Goldberg's not hit a jackhammer like that since 2001. <laughs> yeah, um, Riddle goes for what looked like a buckshot lariat. Um, yeah, he does like the flip over, but yeah. Seamus met company. Um, and then he, um, Riddle goes for a floating bro on the outside, hits that. They go on top, and this was like it was quite a scary spot. Mm. Um, luckily, they managed to avert disaster, but it nearly went terribly wrong. Where yeah. Seamus goes for a white noise off the top rope, but he loses his footing, and he manages Christ. to kind of him, him and Riddle both manage to kind of grab the top rope mm. as they're coming, so Seamus can kind of like land and then. He hits the white noise, but yeah, it was very, very scary. That was, um, ooh, yeah. And then he kind of went straight into the finish from there. So Riddle dodges a bro kick. He goes for an acai moon. So as he's like rotating midair, Seamus bro kicks him and literally boots his face. In. Right in the face. That was um, nasty. It reminded yeah, Riddle, me of, which match? Was it Adam Cole against Ricochet? Cole Ricochet, Ricochet where Cole super kicked him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's well. That's that's where they took it from. Um, only Seamus put his foot through Riddle's face. <laughs> um, yeah, Seamus got the win. New new US champion. Well deserved. Absolutely well deserved. Yeah, thoroughly well um, deserved. Yeah, uh, it uh, it was cool. That I can't remember the last time they had both mid card titles. I some. I'm sure I'll, I'll be wrong, and it'll be fucking last year now. Um, <laughs> But I can't remember the last time they've had both mid-card titles defended on the show. And actually, mm. in match where it means something a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even this, like, there was little to no build for Sheamus and Riddle. Only about a week but or two. They, but they've got good enough chemistry that it was a good match. Yeah. yeah. Um, we then went to, to a match which has had one of the longer builds of any match on WrestleMania, which... Mm-hmm. Was Big E versus Apollo in a Nigerian drum fight, which oh dear. was just a hardcore match. Um, also, to be f- note, they didn't use a single drum. They did use one drum. Did they? Yeah, I'm, right I'm, at the I'm, start. I might grab the beer or something. Um, so match <laughs> match starts. Both men men pick up kendo sticks and uh, just leather each other with them. Big E gets the upper hand of that. Um, Apollo rolls rolls out the ring. Big E throws him into the drums. Um, at, like, was that they were using dive. the drums? That was the only time I remember them using the drums. Um, <laughs> and then um, 
<laughs> Biggie uh, back in the ring hits that massive spear and he does through the ropes. Yeah. Um, the distance they got from, from the ring on yeah, that as well. Miles traveled, yeah. didn't he? Um, <laughs> Biggie sets up the steel steps like on the outside to do something with them. Uh, Apollo attacks him, kind of lays him across. He goes to drop the steps on him like he did a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, but Biggie rolls out the way. Um, steps bounce off the steps and he manages to hit an Oranagi off the uh, apron onto the steps onto Apollo. Uh, a little bit later on in the match, Apollo's got a table set up. He goes for a frog splash, misses, goes through the table. Biggie picks him up, goes for a big ending, but is attacked by Dabakato, who, according to copyrights um, made this weekend, is now going to be called Commander Aziz. Which Commander would, Aziz? Yeah. Which would explain which his ring gear. Would explain why he had like a military jacket on. Um, so he's gone from Babatunde to Dabakato yeah. to General Aziz in about 18 months. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, weirdly the commentary team didn't even acknowledge it was Dabakato yeah like you've like definitely seen him like, on Raw Underground on Raw Underground but they did the same thing with Omos didn't they yeah mm, he, no they didn't. did mention they were like that's Shane McMahon's doorman that's Shane McMahon like they mentioned that's the, that's him from Raw Underground they did they did after the first week but the first week they were like oh AJ's got this massive guy with him <laughs> <laughs> Um, Act like you've never seen him before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Commander Aziz, it's quite a cool... I like It's a cool name. Quite a cool name. Yeah. Um, Dabakato has got a really cool look as well. Yeah. Um, he hits a massive choke slam on Big E and then just pulls Apollo over Big E and Apollo becomes the new Intercontinental Champion. Mental. Um, yeah, so... So far, we're two, two title changes on the card. Yeah. On well, on night two, um, both mid card ones. Uh, I was, it was one of those things. I felt like they kind of got themselves in a bit of a position where Biggie shouldn't have lost the belt. I don't think, but Apollo should, couldn't. They have could lost. absolutely couldn't have Apollo debut his own match type and losing it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it protected Biggie by having uh, Commander Aziz come out and murdering him with a chokeslam. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes for going forward. Uh, we then get a quick uh, 2021 uh, Hall of Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, all of the classics except for Ozzy come on the stage because Ozzy wasn't there. Mm -hmm. um, Meg Glenn does his pyro, and then we go to the next thing, which is Asuka versus Rhea. Um, this this match did not let up at all. It was nope. really really quick paced. Um, yeah. Straight it's nice to the... see Asker getting used properly for once. Yes. Um straight from the get-go, um Asker hits like a flurry of strikes and goes for a couple of quick roll-ups on Rhea, just trying to put it away. Uh Rhea kind of weathers the onslaught of like kicks from As Asker. Uh, it was it was almost like Rhea was waiting for her opportunity to strike. So mm. Asker hits uh misses a hip attack and then Rhea takes control. Um just powers over Asuka, throws her around the ring for a bit. Asuka goes for a knee bar, uh, Rhea powers out and hits German suplex. Asuka hits one of her own and a hip attack, more strikes and another hip attack. Um, Rhea hits a really nice looking drop kick from the top rope to the outside mm. of the ring. Um, and then uh, they have a little bit of fight outside the ring as they're getting back in. Asuka DDT's Rhea off the apron, which looked horrible. Oh, <laughs> um, man. 
at one point as well before that, which I've, I've not wrote down in my notes for some reason. Uh, Rhea did that really cool um, inverted claw belief that she does. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, she was at, she was again using that as like a, a bit more of a sort of threatening move than yeah, anything yeah. else. But I I, I kind of wish she'd go back to using that as a finisher. So I think yeah. it looks it looks better, especially when she does like the sort of face buster from it and keeps it locked in. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which she's done a few times, but she hasn't done for a while. Um, Asuka applies a Asuka lock. Rhea rolls out, hits the Ritz yet tied out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It literally came from nowhere yeah, to yeah. win. Uh, and we've got a new Raw Women's Champion. Um, yes. Was that, ever, was that ever in doubt? No. No. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> uh, par- parallels to WrestleMania 21, though, where the kind of crowned the first it was the first time in a while he'd crowned new two new champions like two new world champions so Cena and Batista was then this time Rhea and Bianca oh I see um, yeah, yeah but yeah it was a nice nice little parallel um, yeah. obviously it, it this feels kind of like a new chapter for the women's division um, yeah, massively which is lovely um, we then spent Speaking of uh, the women's division, we then get Bailey uh, coming out on stage, interrupting Hogan and Titus. Uh, she demands pyro, and uh, then the Bella Twins come out and just throw Bailey down the ramp because yeah. you know what? Why? Why make him your former women's champion, the person who's like genuinely been one of the bright, uh, bright spots of like the women's division and mm-hmm. the whole of WWE mm-hmm. in general? Yeah, pandemic. Why make her look good? Uh, you just get fucking Bellas who aren't going to be wrestling anytime soon. Nope. Because they both just had kids and Nikki Bella's next fucked. So they've got they've got bigger fish to fry there. Fucking piss. So just have a throw, <laughs> make Bailey look like a dickhead, right? Um, Good one. Poor Bailey. <laughs> uh, but this leads us to the main event of the evening, arguably Ooh, the yes boy, the arguably the best built match of the. Uh, well, it's no argument. It's, it's the best mm. build to WrestleMania yeah, weekend, hands down. Um, because we, on our predictions, we all had somebody different. Yeah. Um, with the well, with the exception of me and you, have the right answer. Um, <laughs> but Aaron is big tasty. It's because we're not stupid. No, not to bet against. Don't bet against the head of the table, do you? <laughs> um, so yeah, immediately from the get-go, the action spills there to the outside. Uh Roman and Edge are brawling around ringside. Brian dives on Roman, but Jay Jay so super kicks Brian. Edge hits an execution on the steel steps on Jay, and Jay kind of gets like I did he didn't do a stretcher job, did he? Did he just help him to the back? Yeah. Um Edge and Brian then have like a bit of a back and forth in the ring. Roman tries to pull Edge out. Uh, Brian slides through both men's legs and then like pulls Roman's like feet out so Roman slams his head into the apron Yeah, yeah. Uh, goes for a suicide dive on Roman but Roman catches him and just dumps him on the floor um, and then we get uh, a really cool like spot with Edge and Roman where Edge counters a Superman punch with a DDT um, sets up for a spear Roman counters that with a Superman punch uh, Roman sets up for a spear Edge counters out with a sunset flip Roman kicks out and then they both go for a spear at the same time just knock each other down that was quality um, that was really yeah. good some, some of the spots in this match were fantastic yeah um, 
Brian uh, comes in, he hits yes, uh, diving headbutts, and then yes, kicks on both men, um, running knee on edge, and then kicks Rome to the back of the head, gets a two count off the running knee. Um, he then applies a, a yes lock to edge, Roman breaks it, yes lock to Roman, edge breaks it, um, and then Roman just power bombs Brian through the announce table, and edge hits a spear on the outside. Um, Edge throws Roman in. He brings a chair in. Goes, goes for a chair shot. Roman just kind of like yanks the chairs off him, like today. throws it away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but one of the one of the like support bars on the chair falls off. Mm. Um, Edge locks in a cross face and uses the bar from the chair. That was quality. Like, across so a, good. Yeah, across Roman's mouth. Um, as he has it in for a long time as well, and he's like mm. cranking it. Um, and as Roman looks like he's about to tap, Brian comes in, catches the arm, locks in the label lock, um, and then him and Edge have both got the hold on Roman. That was outstanding. Just them glaring at each other as they've got the yeah. hold in on either side of um, Roman. Yeah, they both start glaring at each other. Uh, neither man will break the hold, so they just start headbutting each other to break it and then start rolling <laughs> again. Um, Brian goes for a run in the Edge counters it with a spear. Roman then spears Ed, Edge um, and on like 2.9 Brian pulls the ref out um, it was so out, yeah. it was so close I thought yeah. that was over there. yeah um, Edge Edge then snaps uh, and gets like all the chairs <laughs> um, he has Roman and Brian set up like he did on the end of Smackdown the other week he can share those Brian as he's about to go f- go after Roman with one Jay saves Roman uh, gets speared by Edge uh, Roman spears then spears Edge it's a concerto of his own on edge, piles both men up and pins them both at the same time. Wow. To that was remain good. the head of the table. Fuck, damn right. Uh, <laughs> this, this this was insane. outstanding. Yeah. I I was already excited for this match because of the promos from SmackDown. Yeah. Like on Friday, like that got me to like a fever pitch with how excited I was. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting more excited. And then by the time they were all in the ring, I was like, this is going to be insane. <laughs> and it was. Um, I really, really hope. Looking at looking at Twitter this week, I know I said the one, I think Cesaro could be Roman's next challenger. But looking at Twitter this week, um, there was a little bit of a tease that technically Edge was pinning Brian because of the way Roman yeah, Edge I on him. That. And um, Pierce said, I'm going to look into it. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if WWE um, just did a just did a rematch at Backlash. WrestleMania Backlash. Sorry, at WrestleMania Backlash, <laughs> do a re- just, just do a rematch of the WrestleMania main event, yeah, like yeah. they used to with Backlash. Um, I wouldn't be against I, I, that, given how much this, this was. This, how yeah, this was. I certainly wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. Um, this was, as I say, this was outstanding. Um, yeah. And Roman's just like getting started, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's not... <laughs> He's not dropping that bell for a long fucking time. No. I, I said to Aaron, I can see him holding it till SummerSlam at least. He's like, oh, don't be stupid. Like, oh, he will. Hey, definitely. And now, definitely, I, now definitely. I think I think he's going to hold it till Mania. Bloody hell. I, really? I think they're going to go all in on this and just have him be like the final boss. Wow. No, WWE, they might even fucking hold off till like the following Mania when Dwayne comes back. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, the the possibilities with it is mm. just crazy. Um, if he continues well, yeah. like he has been for the last 
what eight nine months. I wouldn't be eight against months. him. Hold, I wouldn't be against him holding on to that for another year, year and a half mm-hmm. to the mania after. Especially if you can put like put in matches on like this, cutting promos like he did, not just on SmackDown, just gone, but in the whole build up to this, everything. It's all good. And we haven't even got Jimmy Uso back yet. We haven't even got the full thing together. Yeah, that's it. It'll be still in- so be intrigued- much more. I'll be intrigued to see whether they'll have Jimmy and Jay as singles guys coming back or if they'll just put them as a tag team. Put them as a tag team, have them win the belts, and then they've got all the belts. Do do what um do what they like they do in AEW and have the tag titles actually fucking mean something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've had the tag titles like be like the equivalent of a world title. Mm-hmm. Or they have Jay and Jimmy as singles guys, but also as a tag team, and he beats Apollo and he's IC champion. I mean, they did the tease with Apollo and Roman. Mm-hmm. He could oh, always yeah. have Apollo join Roman's Ooh. faction. Oh, with the possibilities with, uh, are endless. Commander Aziz Commander as well. Commander Aziz. <laughs> yeah, because they need they need a big guy. They haven't got a big guy yet. Because yeah, because Roman's not big enough. <laughs> Roman's a fucking tank, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, that was night two. What were your highs and lows? Uh, my low women's tag team match. Oh, just oh. crap! Mm. It was crap. Yeah, like, it was. I, <laughs> I didn't want Natalia and Tamina to win the turmoil match on night one. However, going into that match against Shayna and Nia, I've wanted them to win that because I don't want the belts on Shayna and Nia. And that's not because I don't like Shayna and Nia, but they're both better as singles than as a tag team. And that match is just I'm red, a bit shit. I'm ready for Shayna versus Nia now. Yes. Yes, yes, I'm ready yes. for Shayna to just choke on Nia. That should have um, happened. If there was a moment where they should have broken them up and it'd have been a mania and really impactful. Yeah, especially because they could have got like a fucking cool pop for one of them. Yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, you're never going to turn Nia face and you're never going to turn Shane. They have, but she's been such a dick for the last year or so. It would be hard to suddenly yeah, have but her turn Shane, face. Shane is enough of a bastard that she can get booed by anyone. That's true. But you love to though, because she's she can get anyone to like cheer the person against her. Yeah, yeah. They should have done that there. That for me would have been that would have stopped this being my low point. Mm. Uh, My gone. I was going to say my low point was uh, the fiend losing because it just didn't make any sense. It it genuinely (laughs) made zero sense. Mm. But the only reason I'm giving that a pass is because. I feel there's a huge amount of intrigue coming out the back end of that. And that's not mm. to excuse the loss, but... Don't know, have you seen what happened on Raw yet? No. Exactly. Oh, Christ. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, dear. Um, what, 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 do I need to ask what your do, high was? Do you need to ask? I'm going to surprise I, you here. Is it going to be Owens and Zane? Nah, it's a triple threat, wasn't it? No, it's going to be a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly the same for me. Um, the triple threat was just outstanding. It was, I think it was my match of the weekend. But that, I think, for me, is one of the best matches they've put on in quite some time. Yeah. I think I think the reason it was match of the weekend was just like over 
the other stuff as well that I've said already that I loved was just because it was built perfectly. Perfect build. Yeah. Like the, even when people were shitting all over the fact that they added Daniel Bryan and it all made sense mm-hmm. and it all added the intrigue and it all added like in, like different layers to it. And it was so to the point where by the time we got to sort of the end game of it, it was like, okay, this is going to be like fucking colossal. And it was. Yeah. Um, Absolutely awesome. And yeah, just, just, just some of the spots and it was fucking mental as well. Yeah. Um, when you've got like two two brains like Daniel Bryan and um, Edge going in and think like two very inventive guys mm. and then you've got like Roman who's also really good like doesn't get enough credit for how good he is yeah yeah and he obviously Heyman kind of like helps a lot with that as well it, yeah it, it's just the recipe the for great perfect isn't? storm that's it yeah yeah like that that's the thing like whatever way you look at it obviously I think some people some people preferred Bianca and Sasha. Some people preferred the triple threat. Whatever way you look at it, the two main events were instant classics. Yeah, for sure. That's hundred percent. That's, that's kind of like the the sort of like simple facts of it. They, mm-hmm. they were they were instant classics. So you, either way, whichever one you prefer, you you're picking an amazing match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So let's um. Going to our usual pay per view thing we do, <laughs> and uh, what were your grade? What were your grade? What was your grade <laughs> out of ten for WrestleMania? I'm I'm sticking with my grade that I gave it from Sunday, and that's an eight point two. It was an eight, but the promos at the start on night one, the unscripted promos, were a lot of fun. They helped pass the time. They were really really good, and that just gave me a little bit of something something I wasn't expecting, but was pleasantly pleasantly surprised with 8.2 for me i think that's like you say the two main events were phenomenal and two of the best matches wwe have put on for quite some time uh one that had a perfect build and one that had a garbage build but both matches at the back end of it ended up being superb um yeah with the exception of the women's like tag team match and the tag team turmoil match every every other match on that card was brilliant. There wasn't there wasn't an average match on there. Like even the Big E and Apollo one, where it was like, what the hell? I thought that was really good. To yeah, be fair. even though it was like, what the hell's a Nigerian drum fight? The actual match itself mm. was good. The surprise at the end was good. Just yeah, a really really good mania, a good strong solid mania, um, and the crowd were huge. The the crowd absolutely yeah. made that mania. Um, yeah, loved it. Eight Apparently, that's the last time we're getting fans until SummerSlam as well. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. Um, so, when again though, when SummerSlam comes around, it's going to feel that much more special. Yeah, I, I personally think you should keep fans for like just the big four. Yeah, for the time being, maybe, yeah. maybe push include money in the bank because you used money to get a big pop like an, from like, an honorary like big four, big five, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, uh, for me, I'd, I'll say an eight as well. Um, I thought it was a really solid show. Um, there was a fair few matches on there that I wasn't really excited about that I over-delivered. Mm. Um, and then there was, there was matches on there that I was excited about, which exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So, yeah, e- either either way, 
uh, as as I said before as well, both main events were instant classics. Um, yeah, and there was some some really good matches on like the undercard as well, like Rollins and uh, Cesaro, Kay mm-hmm. and Zayn, yeah. uh, Sheamus and Riddle had a good match. Yeah, the Nigerian drum fight was fun. Cage match was okay. Um, Bad Buddy was great. So yeah, the really really solid show. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, well and, worth um, waiting for that. Yeah, and it, I'm I'm re- really looking forward to when they can have fans back again because mm. it, it added so much. Yeah, like the crowd being there, yeah. um, especially booing the shit out of Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> right. Uh. So we've uh, this is this has gone long. Um, before we go, um, where can people find us on social media, please, Troy? You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, where you'll find lots of our previous watch-alongs, our special episodes, our Getting to Know You series, our open session episode. Um, If you're watching WrestleMania again and you want to watch along with us, you can find that on there. So just click on that, watch along with us, come and have a giggle. Um, For all of our live streaming stuff, uh, gaming-wise, you can find us on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. You can also find us on Twitter and interact with us on there and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, we do regular gaming stuff on Saturday nights, as I'm sure you know. But if you don't, we do regular gaming stuff on the Saturday nights where we invite you to come and join us. Uh, and if you want to do that, like I say, get in touch through Discord. Um, we also stream kind of individually throughout the week, uh, various games. Uh, me and Jay are doing play along with Resident Evil 5. Um, Aaron is currently playing SpongeBob Rehydrated. Um, so yeah, you can join us in the weekdays. And, and watch those where can yes, people boy. get their beard and beard stuff um, so for your beard go to thatchface.com use the code TroyXL85 at the uh, checkout and you'll get 20% off and they do a wide range of um, beard oils beard balms combs brushes uh, do clothing and apparel as well and a portion of the proceeds goes towards a testicular cancer charities very 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 good cause indeed um, as for beer, and I'm sure you'll probably have emptied your fridges watching WrestleMania because it was a long one. Um, go to toprobrewing.com. Uh, our very own Big Tasty is the brewer for them. Uh, he does a vast array, vast array of cracking beers. Um, some of the ones we were drinking over the weekend, Head of the Table IPA, um, and on this day as well, which is another IPA. Women's Revolution, which was a cherry and kiwi sour, which was top oh, notch. Oh, yes. um, they've also they've also got like lots of t-shirts, face masks, um, stuff like that. They do sometimes do like big boxes um, for like lower price. Do mini kegs, cans, um, and generally just a lot of very good, very nice, very tasty, very evil beers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, do check them out indeed. Um, I think it's orders over fifty pounds free delivery as well across the UK. Mm-hmm. So definitely worthwhile, and that does you for a weekend, doesn't it? Yes, it um, does. But yeah, thanks for persevering for this one with us, guys. Um, <laughs> we'll um, see you next time. Uh, next pay per view we'll be doing is mm, on Backlash, um, AW, you've got something the week before, and Impact have that one with Kenny Omega on Ooh, the week before. Hell. So, might squeeze that in as well, see how we get on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be posting it all on social media and Discord and all that. Um, 
thanks for listening guys we will see you soon bye bye you must love this podcast housing the untitled wrestling podcast housing